Hi everyone, this is Kathy and welcome to Pocono Sew and Vac podcast episode number one. In today's episode, we are going to discuss how to say no. And you know where I'm going with this. For all those times people have come up and said to us, oh, you sew? And you know where that question is going. And we've all been there. Well, I got a story for you. And I'm sure you have stories of your own, and I would love to hear them. And this story takes me back about 16 or 17 years ago when I was sitting at my son's Little League pregame practice. And it was very chilly that day, and I was sitting on the bleachers all huddled up in a cape that I had made. And this mother, this parent, comes up to me, and she says, Oh my gosh, I love your cape. And I said, Thank you. And then all of a sudden, realization hit me. I should have known something like this would happen. I should have prepared myself. But I wasn't. And this lady says that question. She asked that question. Oh, where did you get it? And you know, like it's like Twilight Zone music playing in your head. How do you answer this? And you know what? It caught me off guard. And I just said, oh, I made it. And she's like, oh, you made it? And you see the stars in her eyes and you see her brain work in all these angles and you're like, no, no, don't ask me that question. And then she says to you, Twilight music, Twilight Zone music again playing. And she asks that question, can you make me one? And you're like, no, no, this can't be happening to me. Don't ask me that question. And I was totally unprepared and I start stammering and I'm like, well, um, oh, the materials will cost you. And she hears cost and she has the brilliant solution. She said, I will pay you $20. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, 20 bucks. And I look at her and I'm thinking, lady, you just don't value my skill. Which brings me to the point, how much do you think we stitchers should be paid per hour? Now, I don't know about you. But when I go to my local car dealership to get my car fixed or for a tune-up or whatever, I'm looking at that labor rate, and I believe it's at least $90 an hour. My plumber and my electrician, they both get paid a minimum of somewhere between about 40 to 80 bucks an hour, too. So how much are we worth? I mean, we have a skill. How long have you been sewing? Personally, I've been sewing for approximately 40 years. That has got to be uh, valued somehow, right? and 20 bucks to make a cape, no thank you. So I'm sitting there and I'm, it was probably one of the few times where I actually got mad because it was insulting. And it's not her fault because people really just don't value the skill of sewing. We know that, we accept it, it's just the way it is. And I said to her, this is quality Malden Mills fleece. I bought this online and it is 300 weight fleece and the material alone for this cape cost me $120 because it was a big cape it goes down to my knees it's it has a hood and everything big sleeves and and she's looking at me and I'm like yeah lady yep turn around turn around and she's like oh I think I'll I'll buy one at the store. I'm like, yeah, you go do that. You go do that. You go and buy one for $20. You can go to Walmart. You can go to Kmart, whatever. Buy your cape for $20 because I am not going to make it for anything less than, I believe I said at least $175, probably $200. And she's looking at me and her eyes are getting really big like, what the heck? I'm not going to pay you that amount of money. No, you're obviously not. So you need to go to the store and look for one and buy it yourself. Oh my gosh, I'm sure you have stories just like mine. 
people, stitchers, fellow stitchers out there, we have magical powers. We are the queens and kings of our machines. We have the amazing ability to take a large piece of fabric and cut it up into smaller pieces and make a garment or take multiple pieces of fabric and cut them up into very small pieces and make a beautiful quilt. Or you can make a a beautiful set of curtains out of a large piece of fabric. We have magic at our fingertips. We know how to use our machines. This is a skill to be celebrated and sadly people do not. Why? The whys of that are another podcast altogether. But people just don't value our hourly what we should be paid as an hourly rate for the skills that we have acquired over several years, maybe several decades. And that is where we need to learn to say no. And in this podcast, I have several ways on how we can say no to people who want us to make things for them. And it may not be, oh, can you make that for me? It could also be what I see a lot going on at the store, people coming in because someone asked them, can you alter my dress? Can you alter my pants? And they're mystified because a lot of the people that come into our customers, our customer base, is mostly quilters. Maybe they have sewn garments in the past, but today's fabrics are different, noticeably different fabrics than maybe what they experienced Uh, sewing with as a teenager or a young adult, or maybe they've been out of garment sewing for uh, 20 or 30 years at least. And they go to use some of these more challenging fabrics and they just don't know how to deal with them. So I always try to help give tips on how to work with those fabrics and maybe easier methods of how to do a a beautiful roll temp finish because there's multiple ways to accomplish the same task. But people get themselves in these situations and they often wish that they hadn't. So, you know, unless it's someone that you really care about, maybe it's a really good friend of yours or a family member, chances are you're gonna wanna say no and you need to find out ways to do it. Now, I'm not going to say that I have always said no. Um, I'm thinking about a certain friend in particular that I cherish very much and she's a a really wonderful person. And she asked me to alter Um, her daughter's dresses on occasion and I've always said yes and I said no charge and I have reasons for that but she's a very special person to me and I'm not saying this is a person that you're best friends with uh, maybe on your end Um, this is a person that personally I haven't talked to her in about four or five months it doesn't mean she's not important to me anymore it's just when we get together then we start talking again and and that's um, how a lot of my adult friendships are We go for long periods of time. We don't see each other. But there are some people that I will do things and I will not charge them. And for me, it's just a way to express my um, thankfulness for their friendship. And those kind of people are fine. But it's more acquaintances that really overstep their bounds and just assume that with our magical hands, we're going to do something for either free or for $5 or $10 really on the cheap. So when someone comes up to you and says, can you hem my prom dress? Can you hem my daughter's prom dress? Can you hem my granddaughter's prom dress? Can you hem my jeans for me? Or this is my favorite one and I'm being facetious. Can you replace the zipper? It's just a zipper. It's really easy. (laughs) It's not really easy. If there's anything I hate to do, it's like to take a zipper out and put a new one back in because they don't know the, the half of it. Let's face it, to do a zipper... 
you know, realistically, how much did the person pay for their pants? And when a person comes up to you and says, gosh, I need to get a new zipper in here, and I know you sew, and I really didn't want to go to the alteration person because I know they're going to charge me like $25 or $30, and I was hoping you could do it for like 5 or 10 Do you know how much work is involved in replacing a zipper? Let's examine a pair of jeans. The zipper breaks. All right, if you paid $20 or $30 in them, you know what? Cut it up, salvage it into something else. I'm sure that you can make some rags out of it because no way am I going to replace a zipper in a pair of jeans for $5, $10, even $15. The minimum charge, because I hate doing zippers, the minimum, and this is for somebody I like, would be $75. If I really don't know you or don't like you, Um, I'm probably going to charge you $125, and they're going to be, what? I only paid $20 for these pants. That's right. You only paid $20 for those pants. So go out and buy a new pair of pants, because I'm not going to put in a zipper or replace a zipper for $20. Think about it. You got a lot of top stitching that has to be seam ripped. Then you have the the placket inside, the fly front. You know, there's so many places you have to seam rip. And then you're gonna have to seam rip the waistband, the top stitching on that, and then the seams. And then you're gonna have to deal with the buttonhole and the snap button that's in. And there's just, who wants to do zippers? Do you like to do zippers? No. So, question is, how do you say no to these people? Because they're really, not your friends because your true friends would know how much you love to do alterations. So here are several ways to say no. Number one, and I learned this after my experience at that Little League game. After I started making, uh, stammering in my response and saying, um, um, well, um, the fabric alone, blah, 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 cost, blah, blah, blah. I started to say to people who asked me these questions, you can't afford me. And it really does take them off guard because then they're thinking, well, how much do you charge? And then they, the conversation can go into how much their local alteration specialist was going to charge them. So if someone says to you, oh, well, they were going to charge me $20 to hem my pants or $15. And then that's precisely why you can repeat, you can't afford me. You need to go to the alteration person to do it. And then you have to mentally know what the price would be. And you want it to be high enough that they're not going to push this on you and suck the joy out of your sewing time because you have other projects you have to work on. So that's one. You can't afford me. And I have started to use that, and I love using that. That's my favorite say-no phrase. Here's another one. Someone comes up to you, asks you to hem your pants. Excuse me. I'm sorry, but I only sew for family, my immediate family. All right, it could be extended family, but then you don't have to go that far. Just say my immediate family, which in my case generally is true. I only sew for my immediate family. I'm not going to be sewing for others. And that just cuts them off right at the pass. You don't have to say friends. I don't. I only sew for family and friends because then you might be off-putting to them. Like, I'm not your friend. No, that's you don't want to go that far. But if it's an acquaintance, you may want to phrase it that way. But I would stop at family. I only sew for family. That should cut them off at the pass, but sometimes it doesn't. So those are the first two. Let's go to number three. You should always be prepared and have a little alteration pricing list in your purse. Keep several little copies of it. Maybe it's on the back of a business card. I don't care if it's just scrap slips of paper, but just put down your alterations pricing because as soon as people find out that you own a sewing machine or you sew, they come out of the woodwork 
like ants in the springtime and they're just making a beeline for whatever food that's on the floor. They just, hordes of them just come around you and they want you to do their work on the cheap. So you can say, here's my alteration pricing list if they ask you and price each task high enough so that it dissuades them from ever asking you again. If you hate putting in a zipper and I do, well, you know what? Whip out that pricing list. $125 for a zipper? Who do you think you are? I think I am a very good seamstress. I can sew. Now, how about you? Oh, I don't sew. No, no, no. Well, this is my alteration pricing list, and this is what you're going to have to deal with. So maybe you should call that person in the book who will charge you less. Go ahead and do it. All right. So that's excuse number three and how to say no. Number four would be just I'm too busy. And I'm sure that many of you are. Some of you have full-time jobs or you have part-time jobs and you have family priorities uh, included in that. You have to take care of your children. You, there's so many things that go in that are involved in being a mom or dad that saying I'm too busy is an absolutely wonderful excuse. But be very careful with this because if you are a stay-at-home mom, they'll be like, how are you busy? You're a stay-at-home mom. Oh my gosh, they don't have, they don't know the half of it. Really? A stay-at-home mom has nothing to do Come on, you are busy taking care of your kids, you're taking care of your spouse, you're maintaining the household. No, I'm too busy should suffice. And if they ever say to you, but you're a stay-at-home mom, really, that is time to walk away because some things are going to come out of your mouth and you might regret it. At least I would. All right, so that would be number four. Number five, if somebody asks you to do something on a prom gown, you could easily say, alterations are not my specialty and leave it at that. Don't even go into what your specialty is because if you say, well, alterations are not my specialty, I am good at quilting, they're going to remember you're good at quilting. So when it comes time for them to have a gift for a baby shower or a bridal shower, they're going to come to you and they're going to ask you to make a quilt. And you're going to be like, no, no, how did I get myself into it? You got yourself into it. Don't tell them what your specialization is. Now, some of them may already know, but saying that alterations are not your specialty is really the, the way to go. Just cut them off at the pass again. Now, for those people who come back at you and you will encounter these, but it's so easy. It's just a quick hem. Again, whip out the pricing list. Here it is. Here's what I charge for a hem for jeans, for a prom gown, for a wedding dress. And price it high because it's always those, it's an easy hem, that are the hardest jobs at all of all. I had to hem a prom dress a couple, no, not a couple years ago, about four or five years ago. And an acquaintance uh, saw me and she's like, oh, I know you sew. I have a friend who needs a wedding dress hemmed. And I'm like, okay, so I go to this lady's house. Now, why I ever drove dress, I, I don't know. But not only did she need it hemmed, but she was about three or four sizes too big. She bought this 10 years ago. She saw this dress and she said, someday I want this to be my wedding dress. <laughs> and she grew out of it. So then I had to do the back. I had to do a lace-up corset style back. And then I had to hem it. It was not an easy hem. I think I had 18 pickup points just for the hem. And I didn't charge her as much as I should have. I gave her a price over the like over the phone because I thought it was a quick hem. And really, sight unseen, do not even quote the price. This is why your pricing list should be very high. And it should be minimum 
um, $150 for a hem minimum. State your minimum. Don't just state a flat fee because they'll get you on it. And then you will regret ever giving a flat price. There are things that will you will encounter that should always be charged more for. So when people say, it's so easy, it's just a quick hem, then just say, here's my price list, and these are my various types of hems that I will do. If it involves more layer than, layers than just one, then I'm going to charge accordingly, boom, boom, boom. But if it's not your specialty, then don't worry about it. You won't really have a price list. And then, like I talked about zippers before, I hate when people say, it's only a zipper. Well, it's not only a zipper. You know what? Sometimes I feel that we should go off on a tangent and start talking about what is needed to replace a broken zipper and start talking about what you're going to have to do. And I think if if you practice this, you can make it long enough that you're going to bore them to tears and they're going to be sorry that they ever asked you that question. All right. So just be careful because people can come back with that. Um, another excuse I have given is um, when people say, oh, will you sew this for me? Or will you alter this for me? And I have said this. When I make a garment, I get the fit right the first time, so I don't have to do alterations. I don't like doing alterations. You could say that. You could specifically state that you don't like to do alterations at all. I mean, really, I don't. I've done it to make money. I don't love alterations, um, and I try to avoid doing them at all costs. Or someone will come back to you and say, but you have a sewing machine, right? This goes back to one of the excuses I gave you. Yes, but alterations are not my specialty. So I think if we use some of these responses and be prepared and recite them in front of a mirror to ourselves, that when people catch us off guard, when we least expect the question to be asked, these responses will just roll off our tongue. And that is a good thing. There is nothing like someone paying you for sewing to take the total joy and enjoyment out of sewing because this for many of us is our hobby. Now if you enjoy alterations all the more power to you. You are a very special person in my opinion. There are some people that do. That's just what they do all the time. Good for you. I'm going to send the people who asked me to you so please give me your card. I want to know who you are. Um, Other excuses that people might give you once you have responded back to them because people will just keep hounding you because they know you can work magic with your fingers and your machine. I'll make it easy and I'll buy the fabric for you because you may say you don't have the time. All right. No. No. Say, no, I only buy, I only purchase fabric from reputable online sources. And if you're not familiar with that fabric, tell them so. And then maybe go off on a tangent again about fabric types, warp and weft, and things that they just don't understand. Bore them to tears again. They'll be sorry they ever asked you. All right. These are just things that we deal with on a daily basis. And how much should we charge for our sewing? When uh, you give them an alterations price list, again, price it high. You deserve every penny of those alterations. And if you don't do them all the time, they are just going to suck the time right out of your schedule. And for me to replace a zipper, it probably takes me four or five times as long as a person who does this all the time because they just have it down to a science. I don't. You know, I mean, I think, okay, what do I have to do first? What do I have to do second? All right. So again, practice some of these phrases to deflect people, to deflect acquaintances, because those are the people that are going to ask you to do sewing for them or to do alterations for them. And we love to sew. 
we do. Let's keep the enjoyment of sewing in our lives so that we can always sit down at our sewing machine with a smile on our face. All right, that's food for thought for the day. I hope you guys feel empowered and you go about your day knowing that you possess magical abilities of being able to transform fabric into beautiful things. And always remember, you deserve to be paid for the value of your knowledge and for the value of being able to operate a machine and just make beautiful things, whatever your specialty is. All right, that's it for today's podcast, and I'll see you in about two weeks. If you have any comments, uh, please post them. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear some of your comments about how you have gotten out of doing things for other people when you don't want to do them. Perhaps you can add to my ways of saying no. All right, I'm out for today, you guys. Uh, Enjoy sewing, and have a great day.